come on and jump to our feet this morning. If you're excited to be in the house of the Lord, I want to hear your voice shout hallelujah.
we serve a God that there is nothing too hard for. The scripture said, is there anything too hard for the Lord? Is there anything? What's impossible with man is possible with God. We're talking about a God that has raised the dead. I don't think you heard me this morning. We're talking about a God who said, Lazarus, come forth. And he came forth. Hallelujah. We're talking about a God who parted the Red Sea with the breath that's in his nostrils. He breathed that same breath in you and me. That's why we jump. That's why we raise our hands. That's why we praise the Lord like we do because we serve a God who's alive. We serve a God who's not dead. We serve a God who's very much alive this morning. And if you serve that God on this song, hallelujah, I want to hear the voices of people that's been raised up. Hallelujah. We was once dead in trespasses and in sin. But Jesus said, come forth. And we rose to life.
situation on this morning. As we sing this next part, that's not too hard for God. Hallelujah. Your situation is not too hard. Hallelujah. Come on, help us say it. You turn morning to dancing. Yes, you did. You give beauty for ashes. You turn shame into glory. You're the only one who can. You're the only one who can. You turn morning to dancing. You give beauty for ashes. You turn shame into You're the only one who can. 
up on this morning because I serve the God who's the only one who can. When the doctors have done all they could do, when the government has done all they can do, we serve a God who can, who's able, who's more than able. Let's put our faith and our trust in that God. Hallelujah. I'm reminded of the story this morning of Elijah. Hallelujah. In 1 Kings 18, when he told everybody else to gather the guards and gather the fire, and we're going to cry out to our God, and I want you to cry out to your God. And the God that answers by fire, let him be God. And they cried out, the Bible says, from morning to noon. They cut themselves. And nothing happened because they don't serve the God. But Elijah, he put water on the wood so they wouldn't say nothing sketchy happened. And he cried out to my God. He said to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, let it be known this day that you are God. And I just believe this morning, this is Family Sunday, we need God in our families like never before. And I want to say to the kids, there's nothing more cool than serving Jesus. There's nothing more cool than worshiping Jesus. So you don't be afraid to lift your hands. You don't be afraid to cry. That lifting my hands at the age of 14 is what saved my life. I was running from God. I went to a conference. kept pulling at my heart and that day they didn't even make altar call I just lifted my hands and I said God I surrender it was the best decision I ever made so young people there's nothing more cool than serving Jesus start at a young age right now continue to serve him all the days of your life I just believe we need healing in our families we need healing from childhood hurts and trauma. And I just believe in this moment that healing can take place. Can. It's up to you. If you just surrender it to God right now in this moment and say, God, I lift you high. Jesus, take your place. I lift your name higher than the depression. I lift your name higher than the suicidal thoughts. I lift your name higher than the childhood abuse that I experienced, than the rejection. Rejection. I come against rejection this morning. God says you are his child. He loves you with an everlasting love. I come against that spirit of rejection. You are wanted. You are loved by our Father. So when we say we lift you high, let's lift them higher than the circumstances that surround us, than the things that we've been through. Hallelujah. Jesus, take your place. Take your place right now. Take your place, take your place right now. Take your place right now. Oh, take your place right now. Oh, take your place right now. Hands up, hearts open, wide as the sky. We lift you.
You know, there's nothing like our God. Well, it's Family Sunday, so what are you going to do? Right? Come on. We love you, Jesus. We adore you, Jesus. <laughs> I love you. Glory to God. Glory to God. Now, Miss Nasha said, uh, she talked about Jesus and how he's the one who heals and forgives. Amen. How he's the one that refreshes our lives. Jesus will heal any scar that we have. Amen. He's the healer, the one. And there's been actual uh, accounts in this day and age of scars being healed. Actual scars on bodies. Nation talked about the ritual that they performed with Elijah and how they began to cut themselves. The madman of Gadara, he cut himself. I know my daughter went through a phase in her life where cutting was how she released things. And all her friends, and there's just an epidemic of this in our school. that starts and when we yield to the thoughts when we yield and go in that direction that happens but there have been accounts of I know one in particular a young lady she had been doing that and her arms were such a mess she never wore short sleeves always wore long sleeves so she was baptized she just she gave her life to Jesus and was baptized and she had short sleeves on that day but it was hard for her and so the individual, they had a guest who was there, and they put her down, and they brought her up. She went in the back room, and, you know, she's like, praise the Lord, you know, quiet girl. She went in the back room. She looked down on her arms, and those scars were all gone. No surgery, no years to go. That's the miracle-working power of God. Because every time she looked at that, it reminded her of her past. And it reminded her of her thoughts of, I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough. I've been rejected. I can't deal with life. I want to go. I, don't, I can't do this anymore. Every time she looked at those scars, it, reminded, it brought her right back to that place. But the Lord freed her on that day. The Lord totally delivered her. He'll help your memory. He'll help you. Get past all your past. Supernatural power. There's nothing like it. The world has its things that it can do. And I'm not telling you to not do things in the natural because you must. You need to talk to somebody. You better go talk to somebody. God has put people on this earth. We have some in our church who will help with crisis and things of that nature. That's a blessing. That's a calling. And we embrace that. And then you put the supernatural power of God to work with that. Amen? That's what we do. God's a miracle working God. There's a song that says, don't you tell me he can't do it. Don't you tell me he can't do it. Because I've seen him do it once. And I know he'll do it again. He loves to repeat himself. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So whatever it is that you're facing in your life, put it in his hands today. Put it in his hands. Father, we thank you for everyone that's here. And maybe 
there's one who, who feels that way. Maybe they're going through that in their lives right now at this moment. Lord, I, I ask that you would show them your love. Show them that they are wanted. <laughs> you don't neglect them. They're not rejected. But you have brought them in and set them in to your family. The best family we could ever ask for. We thank you for that. And I just pray, Father God, for supernatural deliverance today. We thank you for the delivering power of God that's available to each and every one of us. And right now, in the name of Jesus, I call you healed and whole by the power of God from the top of your heads to the soles of your feet. Your mind is free right now in Jesus' name. Your mind is free right now to think the thoughts that God has towards you. Your mind is free. Devil, we tell you right now. We bind you right now in Jesus' name. And we let you know that the blood of Jesus is against you. You have no power in our lives in Jesus' name. Because we are the sons and daughters of the King of all kings and the Lord of all lords. And we allow you to reign in our lives, Father God. Bring your healing. Bring your power. Bring your forgiveness. We thank you and we receive it in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Glory to God. Why don't you greet one another this morning before you're seated? Bless the Lord. It's Family Sunday. So the kids are here. Maybe you haven't seen the kids in a while. Maybe you haven't seen the teens in a while. Go shake their hands. Tell them you're happy to see them today. Glory to God. Thank you, team. We appreciate you this morning. Glory to God. Bless the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Glory to God. Aaron, you can go ahead. Morning, Father South Family Church. It is Nasha Barton here with this week's upcoming events and announcements, so listen up. I would like to first take this opportunity to welcome all of our guests, all of our first-time visitors. Come on, Father South, let's give them a real big God bless you. We welcome you. We thank God for you joining our service this morning. We pray that as you walked into the sanctuary, you felt and experienced the love of God. We would love to connect with you further. So if you would please fill out that connection card that you should have received as you walked into the sanctuary this morning. You should have also received a welcome pocket packet. If you go ahead and fill that out and turn it in during our offering time, we have a gift for you. And we don't want you to leave without that gift. Again, thank you so much for joining us. We pray that you enjoy the service and that you come back and worship with us very, very soon. Tomorrow is Memorial Day. 
And as you gather with your families or do whatever it is that you're going to do, we pray that you take a moment to reflect and thank God for the freedom that you enjoy in this country because of the brave men and women who have fought for our nation. Let us never forget their sacrifice, their commitment to keeping this nation safe and serving in our military. Amen. I would like to remind all of our dads um, that Pastor Maria is looking for your help for Father's Day in service. She wants to make it really special and she wants a little touch of you in the service. Amen. So one way you can help out is by looking on the back table in the foyer and filling out that form, giving it to Christina Clark as soon as possible. Or you can click the link on our website or on our Facebook page and you can participate there. She would love to hear your dad's story and incorporate it in the service on Father's Day. We look forward to honoring and celebrating all of our dads. Attention all 2022 graduates, this is your friendly reminder to see Christina Park by June the 12th. We want to celebrate you properly and all of your accomplishments. If you can please see Christina Clark, she has some questions she's going to ask you, some information we need from you so that we can celebrate you. Make sure that you see her parents, you can see on behalf of your children, it doesn't matter if it's a kindergarten graduation, middle school, high school, college, or university. We cannot wait to celebrate you. Amen. But certainly not least, we have an announcement for all the kingdom couples. It's been a while, and we cannot wait to get with you again. Listen up. We have an amazing date day plan just for you. So we want it to be a group thing, so we want everyone to participate. Listen, this is what's going on. On June the 25th, that's a Saturday, we are going to take a ferry from Hawkins, Rhode Island to Newport, Rhode Island. We're going to have a day of shopping and eating and fellowshipping with the other couples. It's going to be an amazing time, and you don't want to miss it. But here's the thing. We're on a timeline crutch, so we need to know as soon as possible if you and your spouse or you and your significant other will be joining us. So let us know as soon as possible. We need to know by next Sunday, okay? You can let us know right after the service. But here's what's going to happen. If you don't have the money to pay for it right now, it's going to be $22 a person. That means $44 a couple. Um, if you don't have it right now, we still need to know. And the church is going to go ahead and pay for the group as a group. And you can pay by June the 12th uh, for the ticket. You can reimburse the church by putting on your offering envelope. This is for Kingdom Couples event and the amount of tickets that you're going to be purchasing and we'll go ahead and take care of it up front but then if you can please pay by June 12th, we just need to hurry up and get these tickets and it's going to be made. I cannot wait. I hope you're excited about it and trying to get outside, enjoy some sunshine and one another. So Kingdom Couples, we can't wait for you. And at this time, this concludes all of our announcements for today and we're going to be calling for Brother Craig and to come forth and receive our offering. Let's receive them. Speak of job, sweetie. It's always uh, fun hearing her do the announcements in the next room. She's like, be quiet. <laughs> but uh, who's, who's excited to give this morning? Amen. Amen. I just wanted to honestly just testify real quick and encourage everyone when it terms when it comes to giving. So um, maybe a, a, um, a few of you already know my wife and I we just bought a new house and when we started that uh, process, <laughs> Amen. Praise God. Praise God. 
We were just looking for a house. We wasn't looking for a newly built 2022 house, you know. We were just looking for a house. And um, God went above and beyond and blessed us with the house of our dreams, our first time home. So I just want to thank God and give glory to God for that as well. And also, I had accepted a new position at a new job as well. I had worked at FedEx, love FedEx, nothing wrong. But I was saying, I was like, God, I'm getting a new house. My wife wants to get her doctor's degree. I need some more money. <laughs> so God saw fit to bless me with a new job where my base salary alone increased more than $15,000. So, <laughs> so, and honestly, I'm a sales guy. I love selling. So the commission part is the more exciting part of that where as opposed to four times a year, that can happen every month with Multiply. So I want to give glory to God uh, regarding those two things. But also, when it, comes to, when it comes to giving, guys, there was a lot of times where I was like, is this going to happen? <laughs> Especially if you're the provider in the house, you're, you're the man of the house, or you're the, you know, as, as you, you're a single mom, whatever the case might be, you're thinking, man, can I really pull this off? Can I really do this? And I had those moments. I'm like, Lord, we already told everybody we're getting this house in. <laughs> it's, there were times I was questioning if this was going to happen. Um, but God says in Malachi 3.10 that um, if you bring your tithes into the storehouse of God so that there's food, try me, prove me, test me, that I will not open up the windows of heaven and bless you. So, guys, if you continue to stay faithful in your giving, you stay obedient in your giving, you mix faith with your giving, include God into your giving and what to give, who to give to, God will bless you. He is faithful. He sees what's going on in your life, and he's not going to leave you hanging, okay? You might be thinking, Lord, I need this $50. I need this $100. I need whatever it is. God may be pulling on your heart say, give it. Give it to my church. Give it to a brother or sister in the, in the church. Whatever it is, trust God. He knows what he's doing. He wants to turn that $100 into 1000 He wants to turn that 500 into 5000 Whatever it is, trust God in the process. I'm not telling you to give a number and the number's coming back. No, I'm saying trust God in your giving. Include God in your giving. Um, if we could put up Hebrews 11.6 real quick. Also, yeah, if we could get the envelopes as well. Guys, there's different ways to give online, the envelope. There's different ways to give. You could, uh, I believe you could text as well. Um, but, guys, yes. And it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. So we got to make sure we're mixing that faith into our giving. I think I said this last time. Don't just throw it in the bucket. Don't just submit it online and say, all right, here it is. It's not transactional. We have to include the faith. We have to include re the relationship with God into our giving. Let him lead you into what to give, who to give to, how much to give. Also, sincerely and diligently seek God with your giving as well. Like I said, be consistent. Say nothing happens uh, this week, next week. You may get not get that job. You may not, something may not happen that time. But trust me, down the road, it's going to happen for you. It's going to, it's going to be like, whoa, this must be it. <laughs> this must be what all that obedience and that faithfulness tied in. This is the result right here. God is looking out for you. He's watching over you and he's got you. So I just want to encourage you to continue to be faithful in your giving and include God in your giving. Okay, guys? Awesome. Amen. Do we have the numbers for the roof project? Amen. So we received $70 this week. I know we've been 
you've been more than faithful in our giving. <laughs> so I'm not, we're going to get this done, guys. Like I said, don't, you know, if you're looking for a blessing, guys, this is a great way. Giving to the Root Project, you're giving to God's house, okay? You're not, it's not to Pastor Maria, it's not to anyone. You're giving to God's house, and he will, he said, test me, try me, and watch, he will bless you. Awesome, awesome. And if we could put up our confession of faith, and guys, let's get excited when we say this, when we do this. Because one of the things in this confession is new property, and my wife and I are living proof of that. So guys, own this. <laughs> All right, ready, go. Because we are tithers, the windows of heaven are open. The blessing is being poured out. Because we are sowers, we are furnished in abundance for every good work. We receive jobs or better jobs, raises and bonuses, benefits, sales, commissions, and estates and inheritance, interest and income, rebates and returns. Amen. We receive checks in the mail, supernatural wealth transfer, bills paid off, debts demolished, royalties received, and properties acquired. Yep, right here. We are getting our buildings, lands, houses, vehicles, and equipment. God is bringing into our hands great big seed, and we are moving forward in faith in every area of our lives. We command our harvest to come. Harvest, come to us now. Harvesting angels, go get it and bring it to us right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Also, if you have, if you have uh, an envelope to give, you can bring it up right here, guys. God bless you all. Uh, thank you, Mr. Craig. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Glory, glory, glory. We are cheerful givers. Amen. Hallelujah. We love the opportunities to, to give. Bless the Lord God. And I know some people are like, well, not everyone gives. Oh, yeah, everyone gives. We just don't all give with an envelope. Amen. <laughs> we, have a, we give on our phone app. We have the Push Pay app if you've never used it. It's really nice because at the end of the year, you get a nice summary before the church sends it to you of everything you gave. And so it's really nice also when we're on vacation uh, and I'm not here, I can't bring my envelope, but I can always give, right? I, it, it helps me and gives me some liberty in giving. But if you like to do it the traditional way and that's the way God works with you with your finances, please don't change. Don't change. Continue to do it the way God wants you to do it. So you do it intentionally with your heart connected to it. Amen? Amen. Amen. Hello, Mr. Gary. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to give. I thank you for every single person who's represented here online through their electronic giving, however they gave today. We thank you, Father, for the testimony we heard in the Barton's life. And we thank you if you can do it for them, you can do it for everybody. And you are no respecter of persons, so we thank you. We stay expectant. As we give, we give in faith, knowing that the seed is multiplied. We thank you. We prove you today and we know you are always true to your word. We thank you that the blessing of the Lord is upon each and every one of us. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Glory to God. Thank you, sir. Mr. Eric, you want to come this morning? Hallelujah. Wow, we got quiet in here. Whenever it's family Sunday, it's a little louder, a little noisier, but it's okay. I'd rather kids make noise in church. They're here. They're not at home. Good morning. How about the people make some noise too? Amen. 
since you mentioned that, I was going to say something about that after. While pastor teachers, let her know that you're on board and agree. Say amen. That's good. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. If you want to wave without distracting, that's good too. So I have a couple things I want to get to here, some instructions for parents and youth and children, but I just want to talk about John 15, 13 real quick. There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. It's Memorial Day weekend. Now I could tell some stories, probably make you cry because I know I would, but I'm not going to do that today because this time of year is tough, and it could be tough for police and fire too. Because it, it always has you reflect on the past and maybe the people you know served with, served alongside, or it could have been a good friend that you went to school with that paid the ultimate sacrifice. So when they say, it's not about hot dogs and hamburgers, it's not. But I don't think I served alongside any veteran or if anybody, when I get to heaven, I can ask that was killed in war or maybe on the streets serving as police of fire, that they would say, I don't want my family members to have a good time and barbecue. Of course they would want us to have a good time. Because I've struggled. And this morning, the Holy Spirit said, you know what? Anytime this happens, this time of year to you, you get sad, depressed, and, and you hold on to things that you shouldn't hold on to but my joy is your strength. So that's what I'm holding on to today. We keep those people that aren't here with us in our hearts, and we pray for the people that are serving overseas in the military, or like I said, the police and fire, because these streets aren't, they're dangerous. The devil knows what he's doing, but we overcome that with the Lord and in prayer. So while you are barbecuing, today it's going to be beautiful. Maybe you're going camping or you're going to have some people over. Say a prayer, but enjoy the time that these people gave us our freedoms and allow us to be safe here at home also. Amen? All right. Today, Family Sunday, the youth serves. Joshua 24:15. We love scripture in this house. I love seeing all the, the Father's House Family Church t-shirts too. Last time, it didn't even fit, fit over my belly button. So I'm making progress. <laughs> to get a t-shirt, you've got to become a member of this church. Go through the transformation track. You can see myself or Henry, and we can get you plugged in on a Saturday. It's only a few hours on a Saturday, and you'll get a t-shirt. you become an official member of this church, and I'm telling you, there's nothing like it. I look forward to coming here on Wednesdays and on Sundays and seeing the people that I get to serve God with. Amen? So Joshua 24, 15, but if you refuse to serve the Lord, then choose today whom you will serve. Would you prefer the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates? Or will it be the gods of the Amorites in whose land you now live? But as for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. This family... Now, not all of you serve in front of the people inside this building. You serve on the weekend, helping out the pastors. 
cleaning and taking care of the, the plants and the, and the grass outside and decorating the church. So when you look around, you're like, I don't see that person serving. You never know. But what's important is that you serve, and you serve with us, not for us. So let me skip over that. So being fed is needful and important, but what a blessing it is to serve the Lord together as family, as I was just saying. So we must encourage the teens to serve God in church and be consistent in bringing them so they don't miss out. Now, teens, listen up. I was your age once, and it wasn't too long ago, even though I got some color in my hair, or lack of. Now, I know what it's like to walk around church and, and, and not say what you believe or do what you believe because the criticism from the other kids. And you don't have to go and talk about God in school to your friends, unless they ask. But if you do what's right in your heart and what God wants and says in the Bible, they'll appreciate it. And they'll say, hey, I want what you have. They're going to see all your successes. And then if you have hard times, they'll see you get through them. And you're going to be a stronger person. Right now, you might not think of it. And I know how hard junior high and, and high school can be. It's tough. Bullies out there, but you just keep this word and you serve in church and, and, and walk in his love, and God will take care of you. God will protect you, and God will help you overcome anything that you go through. It's important, guys. I wish I was going to church when I was in high school. In fact, if you asked me that, I probably would have said, no, nah, I don't want to go to church. But if it was a church like this one, man, this would be great. So moving on, I don't have all day. Pastor has to teach at some point. So, parents and kids, did you get a clipboard? You can pass out the crayons now. Already done? You guys are so fast. As soon as Pastor Mar Maria comes up, that's my wife. If you don't, that don't know me, my name's Eric, and I'm a family member here at Father's House Family Church. Parents, if your child is six or under, are you listening up? Six and under parents? Maybe not the baby. He's not ready yet. Ollie, right? You call him Ollie or Oliver? Cutest little guy. If you're six and under, have them draw a picture of your family at church. Now, six and under, if you think, you know, your parents are sleeping upstairs and you're having a good time downstairs, draw that. Or whatever else you think, you know, maybe your family's together walking through the door. Be sure to make it really detailed, like maybe, I already said that. You can draw them worshiping God with the music. We have a panel of judges who will look at all the pictures and they'll pick two winners from that age group. The more details about the church and your family, the better. So parents, help, but don't draw. Because I know I, when I was growing up, I saw a lot of parents doing their kids' projects in school. And they were so much better than mine, but I did my own. Kids 7 to 11, Pastor Maria will be talking about six ingredients that make a healthy family. We want you to take notes. And who, whoever has all of those six reasons will be entered into a drawing to win one of two prizes. Now, to help you out right now, I would list one through six and then get ready to write it down when, when she stops teaching. So then we'll announce four winners, two from each age group at the end of the service. So parents, we're doing this because it's a way of keeping the kids engaged and fairly quiet. I know we had some excited kids wanting to get up there and praise and worship with their mom. It's all good. We got cupcakes afterwards in here in the kitchen, right Patty? Right in the kitchen. So after service, 
Take your time. We don't want anybody getting run over. It is church. Be nice. So they'll be served in the kitchen, and um, I'll see you after service. Amen? Thank you. Glory to God. All right. We don't have much time, so we're going to get right in. Remember Camp Wonderland? All the kids are in service. Now that I say it, now you're gonna, they're going to be like, can I go? See, this is why I'm saying it, so they'll remind you. $57 for six days and five nights. Typically $600 for a camp like that. $57 for the whole thing. It's for one week. It's a Christian camp. It's run by the Salvation Army. Not far from here. They sleep over and everything. A whole week without the kiddos for $57. There's archery. There's water sports. There's all kinds of things. It's very important that you use this service extension on the back. If you have any questions, see me after service. I can hook you up with the guy, uh, Tim Vagelis, that's over our region. He can answer any questions you have. Uh, Aaron, can you put that picture up that's on there? There we go. So uh, all those, we told you last week that uh, we are going to be getting in our cars on Wednesday nights and driving to every street in Dayton, praying, expecting God to, to tell us things we don't know about our town and to pray and believe for the gifts of the Spirit to manifest. Amen. We're not just going out and yada, 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 pray. We're going out expecting. And we've been building ourselves up to do that. So we got our signs. Those are our signs. It says, we're praying for you. We're going to post that on the Dighton Facebook pages, letting them know. If you see us, we're praying for you. And if you have a prayer request, send it to us. We'd love to pray for you. And so this is just one way, one strategy that God has given to us to make an impact in our community. So I just wanted to show you the signs. We're ready to go. So I think on Wednesday, we might be, we might be ready this Wednesday. It stayed light until like 8.04 or 8.05 this past Wednesday. And so we're ready to go. I'm excited about it. Amen? All right, kids, put your name and your age at the top of the paper. Name and age. Even if it's just your first name, that's okay. Name and age. And look at, look around to the signs in the church for you six and under. Look around at the different signs and put them in there. The more detailed, the better. Don't do what some of us kids used to do, you know, just the bare minimum. You know how that is. There's like one thing on the paper. She just said to draw a family. You know, just be very detailed in what you do. And I'm going to give you those six things here in just a second. Uh, I want this message to be encouraging to you. I want you to be uplifted. And before we get to the really good part, I want to share something with you that may not be as encouraging and the reason why I'm sharing this message. Turn over, if you would, to 2 Timothy chapter 3. While you're turning there, Father, I thank you that I know I don't have much time, so I know that in the amount of time I have, I'm going to go fast, but I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are able to make the word real and alive to each and every one of us, that we'll get something from this that we can put into practice. In Jesus' name, amen. 2 Timothy 3, verse 1 to 5 said, You should know this, Timothy that in the last days there will be very difficult times, for people will love only themselves and their money. 
They will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God, disobedient to their parents and ungrateful. They will consider nothing sacred. They will be unloving and unforgiving. They will slander others and have no self-control. They will be cruel and hate what is good. They will betray their friends, be reckless, be puffed up with pride, and love pleasure rather than God. They will act religious, but they will reject the power that could make them godly. And he warns them, stay away from people like that. The original translation of verse 3 doesn't use the word unloving there. It uses the phrase, they will be without natural affection. In the Greek, this is translated as the word astorgos. And it's from the word storgos, which describes a devotion to one's family or an instinctive commitment to one's family. When you add the A, though, to the front of this word storgos, you get a storgos that describes a lack of devotion or commitment to one's family. It pictures a disjointed family that has lost its closeness. It was once close before, but they've drifted. So what Paul is telling Timothy here in this verse is that people will be unloving, but that it will be directed towards fam the family environment. How many of you are seeing that right now? I'm like seeing it in high def. Amen. Clearly around us, we're seeing 2 Timothy come to fruition. And here's the thing. It's only going to get worse in the world. Jesus told us that in Matthew. In Matthew, he said that family members will turn each other in, betray each other, and turn each other in to the authorities for the gospel's sake. Hmm. Who needs enemies when you got family like that? Well, it starts the way it is today. They may not be turning you into the authorities, but they're saying some stuff about you if you're standing up for Jesus. That's going to happen. That's going to happen. Jesus didn't tell us when we see these signs to ignore them. He didn't tell us to run and hide. He, we acknowledge those. And, and we cannot deny that there has been a breakdown and a change in family structure. We can't deny that. It would be ignorant to do that because all you have to do is look at the facts. Back in the day for the average family where both parents were together and present, mom could choose to stay home. She didn't have to work if she didn't want to. Nowadays with the economy the way it is, most parents are, it's a two-parent family that's, you know, and they're working. And if not, it's a single mom. I was a single mom for 15 years and it, you know, it's not easy doing both roles. And so uh, now it's not even a consideration for most families due to the economy. Sociologists say because of the trend of that, that going on and it's so busy and everything happening, uh, it has contributed to rebellion in children who feel neglected or unwanted. Attention disorders in children who are rushed from one place to the next or who spend time watching a lot of television or video games instead of enjoying time with their parents and their siblings. That's like a lost art anymore in a meaningful way. Husbands and wives aren't spending much time together either because we have crazy schedules. And so what's happening is it, it, it's easier to just keep moving permanently in the different direction than the other rather than sitting down and commit to work on the problems. And so we're seeing a lot of divorce. 
And, and Paul, the Holy Spirit through Paul even prophesied that. He uses the word espondos, which is where we get the claim of irreconcilable differences. And he said that would be the reason we see divorce and that would be the reason for divorce as time moves on. And, and we see that. The decline of family relationships, though, should not surprise us as people of God if we're reading his word. We're warned about it in the Bible. And again, I know this is not very encouraging, but here's the thing. We can be exempt from yeah. that. That's the thing. We can be exempt from that. And if we're already feeling some, and I won't lie, I mean, everybody that knows, my daughter used to be here in church, right? She used to be in church. My granddaughter used to come to church all the time. Now they don't. And it hurts. We're getting ready for church on Sunday morning, and mom comes to pick her up because she is not coming here. This is where we're at, being real transparent with you this morning. They really aren't supposed to see her. It's not, the devil is a liar. And this was a family, she was the center of our family. The center of our family. Living a lifestyle that's so opposed to what we're all about. You don't think that's the devil? That's the devil. But we don't talk about that often. This is the first time I'm publicly saying it. We don't talk about that often because I don't see that. I see her walking through those doors. I see my granddaughter dancing on the stage again. That's what we see. So the devil is a liar. He's a liar. But if you're experiencing some of what we are in that, where there's already a breakdown in the family, know that God can restore that. He's the restorer of relationships. Amen? He can restore. So don't, don't get down and don't get depressed about it. Don't keep going on and on about it. Just be joyful and thank God that he's bringing your family closer than you've ever been. Amen? Glory to God. So I told you it's going to be encouraging, right? Where we can be exempt from all of that. God has not abandoned us to these turbulent times. He hasn't. That doesn't have to be the prognosis for our families. He's given us his word for instruction. He's given the Holy Spirit to us for guidance, to direct and empower us in the way we should go. And he's put us into a spiritual family with brothers and sisters that we can lean on in our times of need. Amen? Oh, I've talked to people. I've talked to Tracy before about my family and the things that go on. I talk to people about it when I need encouragement. We all need encouragement. You're the pastor. Yeah, we all need encouragement. We all need encouragement. And there are some days when you, it's in high death in your living room. You need encouragement. And so God has put us with people that we can go to in the family. And they believe the same way as us. Because I can go to the world. But here's the thing, I've gone, to, I've gone to therapy in the world, that's why I, 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 I go to somebody who, who believes the same way I do. Because some of the things that they've told me to do, I'm like, but that goes against what the word tells me to do. I'm anchored in the word and that's my priority. And if you tell me to do something that's outside of that, it ain't going to work for me. Sorry. It ain't going to work for me. And so I need the word on it. So I go to someone and there's many that you can go to. Many. I'm going to throw out a name. Look her up. Deborah Filetta. F-I-E-L-E-T-A. She's a licensed counselor. She's getting ready to open up a practice with many uh, Christian counselors in it. She right now has a wait list for like two years, so you can't talk to her. But she's getting ready to open. And she has a podcast out on love and relationships. 
and family and teens. She talks to the teens. She talks about trauma, interviewing live, online. She'll inter interview uh, leaders, Christian leaders, about traumas that they've had. Sheila Walsh was just on her program talking about how she went from TV, national television, into a place for uh, mental issues. And so the devil is, is wanting to take us out, but he's not going to win. There are resources. There are things that we can do. Amen? And, and we don't have to be uh, subject to those things. We can overcome. Hallelujah. So let's look at Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 14 and 15. I'm getting to those six kids. When I get to the six, they're going to go real quick. So you better pay attention. Ready? So uh, Ephesians 3, 14 and 15 says, For this reason I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. The Jew, uh, common, I, I believe it's the uh, Jewish Bible that says, For this reason I fall on my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth receives its character. Don't you love that? All throughout the Old Testament, we see accounts of God, the creator, the deliverer, the one who established a nation of, of people. And then we come over into the New Covenant, into the New Testament, and we see a father who seeks a relationship with his children. We see his character unfold. We learn of our identity in him. We get our character from our heavenly father. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. Genesis 1.26 says, let us make human beings in our image to be like us. God was very specific in his design of you. He wanted you to look like him. Yeah. Don't you love it when people tell you, your kids look just like you. Now, my son, he looks like his dad. He don't look like me. He's taller than me. He's skinny like his father. He <laughs> looks just like dad. Has blue eyes. Didn't even get my eyes. My hair, he got the good hair. He didn't get my hair either. Like, he looks nothing like me. In fact, they'd be like, that's your son? You know, every time we're like, I'm like, yes, it's my son. My daughter may be some like me. Some say she looks more like her. So I didn't get that. Oh, they look just like you. <laughs> but I love when people, you know, I guess they're pretending. Oh, I see, I see, the, I see how you, they're your son or your daughter. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Thank you. He sings like me. Thank you very much. <laughs> he got one thing from me. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So when God looks at you, he sees you full of his nature, of his character, his power, his way of being. That's how he sees you. That's how he sees you. God did not create you for the world. He created the world for you. Remember? He told Adam to subdue, take authority. Glory to God. He brought you in. To his family. So that's why we say here, it's a family thing, right? That's why we say it, because it's about the family. It's about being a part of the family of God. And so you have a place in the family. Whether you came alone or you came with your family, you're a part of the family. Amen? Glory to God. So here we go. Our vision is that of where a strong, growing community, community is family. And so here, six, uh, six ingredients we'll say to make a healthy family. This is not exhaustive. Anytime I get up here and say, here's five things or two things or three things, these are just things the Holy Spirit has highlighted to me for right now. And this is a good starting point. Start here. All right, here we go. One, 
I'm using the letters of the word family because I needed a starting, nothing spiritual about it. I just need to end. Or we could say, there's 20 things for, so family, six things. F, F is for the faith we share as families. Faith is the foundation of our family as believers. Without faith, there is no successful living for us as believers. There's no good life for us outside of faith. We can't please God without faith. We can't receive from God without faith. We can't move mountains without faith. We can't even go to heaven without faith. Amen? And so you hear people say, I'm a person of faith. And that's great. I say that a lot when I work in the business world, when I try to get my faith in it. I'll say, I'm a person of faith. So, But the more sometimes you talk to someone, you realize God's not the source of their faith. They're saying, I'm a person of faith, and it's an emotion. It's not something of substance. God is the source of our faith. In fact, he said, you have the God kind of faith on the inside of you. That's what I'm talking about when I say I'm a person of faith. Amen? Amen? And that's where, where foundation, our foundation is that of faith. I heard Nancy Dufresne talk about uh, Timothy, that, that, the chapter in Timothy where uh, he said, uh, Paul encouraged Timothy and said, the same faith, stir it up, the same faith that was in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice is now in you. You may be a Lois. Maybe nobody else. My mom was a Lois. Her mom was, became a Christian after my mom got them saved. So she was the first to stand out in her family. She was the Lois in the family. Nobody else before her had living faith, like practiced their faith. But she did. And then she instilled that into us. And then like Timothy, God's given me a public ministry where I can help others in their faith. Amen? Glory to God. So you may be the Eunice, maybe your mother passed that faith on to you. Here's the thing. The faith doesn't, it lives on past you. So make sure you're putting the faith in you in the faith of your kids, mamas and daddies. Make sure you are. Don't let it die with you. Don't be the last generation in your family to serve God. The way to do it is to make an example of your faith and be a good steward of the faith you've been given and sow it into your kids. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. And so put that faith in them. Let your faith outlive you. Let your faith outlive you. Amen? Glory to God. Pass it on. Pass it on. Demonstrate it to your kids. Teach your kids at a young age about faith. Get some faith projects going. Amen? Get some faith projects going. Let them believe God for vacations. If you always pay for everything, your children will never have to use faith for nothing. I know some kids who believe to go to Disney World, and the parents were like, it's expensive to go to Disney World. And they said, no, nope, we're believing. They got scriptures on God gives you the desires of your heart, and they started confessing that together as a family. They started collecting a little bit of change, you know, and they had their little faith jar. The mom was a single mom, three kids. She's like, ooh, this is going to be expensive. They went to Disney World, and the mother was still in unbelief as to how they got there. She had no idea. She's like, the kids prayed for this. This is your trip. The kids prayed it in. I know someone that, don't tell your kids, we can't afford that. We can't afford that. Sorry, we can't afford that. Don't ever tell your kids that. Tell your kids, believe God for it. My son, firefighters, appeared at our house, and it wasn't even Christmas time. I'm like, what is going on? The firefighter, I'm like, what did you do? 
they come to the door and I'm like, hello. And they're like, oh, we have a bike for your son. I'm like, what? A bike? He had believing, been believing God for the bike. He's like, that's the bike. I'm like, what bike? The bike I've been wanting. I'm like, okay. My, my niece, she wanted a horse. They lived in Tennessee. They didn't have to live on a farm. She wanted a horse. She kept praying for a horse. Put the horse up on the thing. I'm getting a horse. I'm getting a horse. I'm getting a horse. Thank you, Jesus, for my horse. Someone called my parents. We have a horse for your daughter. They're like, what are we going to do with a horse? Oh, she could stay here in the stable. She could come visit. So she had a horse. Let your kids believe God for things. Have faith projects with them so they can grow and cultivate and develop their faith. Amen? Because there will be moments when you're not there. But your faith will live on in them. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. A, 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 A is for appreciation and affection. We show other, each other as a family. We just read about the loss of natural affection. That's not us. Amen? God's appreciation and affection for his children never fades. It never fades. Hallelujah. Romans 12, 10 says, love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. 1 Thessalonians 2, 8 says, so affectionately longing for you, we were well pleased to impart to you not only the gospel of God, but also our own lives because you have become dear to us. Paul had a deep affection and appreciation for the people God put in his life, his spiritual family. And that is how it should be. Kids always go the shortest distance. I don't know if you realize that or not. You say, that's the best way to go. That's not how kids do it. They go straight to mama. I love it. That's, be smart like that in everything you do. <laughs> straight, not the long way around. <laughs> Glory to God. I think a great intentional activity to show appreciation for one another is just, you know, at the end of the day, maybe before bed, or maybe, you know, if you eat dinner together, I know, I'm pushing it now, uh, or breakfast, something, for each person to go around the table and say, here's what I appreciate about you today. Amen. This is a good way of cultivating, not just I appreciate you, but actually showing it. Showing. It's one thing to appreciate some. It's another thing to show it. So this is a way to teach your kids. Let's start in the family. Show, show your brother how much now. It may take a lot of work on that. Your sibling. Well, he hit me today. I don't care. Tell him a reason why. He has a good hard hit. I don't know what it is. You're strong. I appreciate that about you today. Something. Something. You didn't hit me in my eye. You did somewhere else. Something. Find something you appreciate each other for. Amen. M is for the memories we make together through the years. I talked about the mom cloud on Mother's Day. iCloud has nothing on us. We keep our memories stored. Amen. Quick download. We take that picture in our heart as mothers. That's how he created us to be. Well, the same for the entire family. Think about David. How he would think about to himself so many times, because see, faith remembers. And when you have faith, you remember what God did for you before, and you know that's why he'll do it again. That's how David, in his darkest moments, he would sit and remember the faithfulness of God. And so make memories together as a family. I, I noticed my, my granddaughter, when she comes to the house, it's today, right? She'll come the minute she walks in the door. On Tuesday, are we going to? I'm like, dude, you just walked in the door. 
Let's deal with today, today. She's just like so over there. We're like, make memories now. Enjoy. To make memories, you have to enjoy the moment you're in and be intentional about the moment that you're in. Amen? Glory to God. Sometimes, there's a quote, it says, sometimes you will never know the value of a moment until it becomes a memory. Value the moment and make the memory. I think about Jesus, Mary's mom. And the word says in Luke 2 that she treasured the things that she heard and she saw in her heart. And that's what we do. Memories don't have to be expensive. They can be made for free. Amen? So make memories together as a family. Number four, I is for, yeah, I, is for the infinite love we have for one another. And we've talked about God's kind of love, agape love, God's love. It's a love that has no conditions, no limitations, hallelujah, immeasurably, inconceivably great, extensive. It's endless, the love of God. This is the love that holds the family together. The worldly love ain't going to do it. This is the kind of love that will hold a family together even in the most difficult times. We know 1 Corinthians says, uh, we know what it says, but let me just read it quickly from verse 4. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It's not irritable. It keeps no record of being wrong. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices when the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith. It always is hopeful and endures through every circumstance. You may say, well, yeah, that's the love of God. Yeah, that's what's been deposited on the inside of you from the Holy Spirit. You have that kind of love in you. You just have to cultivate it and grow and develop in it. And we do that by practicing it. Amen? So we love each other. We have infinite love for one another. Number five, L is for laughter that echoes in our home. This one is huge. Proverbs 17, says, A merry heart does good like a medicine, but a broken spirit dries the bones. What happens to bones when it gets dry and brittle? They can be easily broken. And so we laugh. That's something that the devil robbed Job of. In the book of Job, we read in Job 8, 21, it says, He will once again fill your mouth with laughter and your lips with shouts of joy. Amen. That's a good verse for those of you who maybe don't laugh a lot. If you're not laughing in your family together, you need to make that correction because that's an open door for the devil. How many times have you talked to kids who grew up in church who walked away from it completely and they say, we never had any fun in our home. Our home was boring and we never had laughter. We never did anything. That's an opportunity for the devil. Don't give him that. It's an easy fix. Amen? It's an easy fix. If you're serving God the right way together, there's much joy in it. There's much laughter in it. Amen? So go out of your way to laugh together as a family. Put on your timer for 60 seconds and just have a laugh fest in your home. If you have a hard time getting your kids to do that, put some music on, start dancing. They'll laugh at you, but at least they're laughing. Amen? All the, all the kids are picturing their parents dancing. Oh, no, don't do that, please. Don't do that. <laughs> but it's true. Take the time to laugh in your home. We like to get together. We play the meme game. Ever play that? It's fun. You can get it at Target or Walmart. Or you have head, Heads Up. Ever play, play that game? It's a free app on your phone. We play that. We laugh so hard at the things we come up with as a family. Do that. Laugh. 
Dr. Caroline Leaf is a neuroscientist and she posted this the other day. One minute of anger weakens the immune system for four to five hours. One minute of anger. One minute of laughter boosts your immune system for 24 hours. She's a neuroscientist. Don't hold on. That's why God said, don't let the sun go down upon your wrath. It will change your life. Anger will. It will change the person you are. And the last one. The why is for the years we'll spend together as a family. Family is forever. God doesn't place you in his family and then removes you. You can choose to remove yourself, but that's not God's plan for you. And the same goes for your family. You hear of kids emancipating from their families, changing their names because they don't want to be a part of it anymore. That breaks our father's heart. It really does. He's the one who ordained family. And yes, our earthly family, we are not perfect. And it may, may be messy. Your family may be messy. But God extends his mercy and his grace to us, and we ought to do the same for others. Amen? Even when our family members pass away, if we know they died in Christ, they are in our future. Glory to God. Family is forever. Psalm 90 verse 12 says, So teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Life is short. Tomorrow is not promised. Make the most of the years you do have together as a family. Don't take time for granted. Value each moment you have with your family. Amen? So there it is. There's our six ingredients. You can put that up. Kids, hope you got that. Good? All right. Uh, Nisha, Britt, Tracy. They're going to collect. Hold up your papers. They're going to collect them. Hope you have your name and your age on it. Because if we have a blank paper with no, we don't have your name and stuff, we won't know. So they're going to collect it. They're going to bring it in the other room. Here's an action step for today. Pick one of the six things that we talked about. Some people will try to put all six in when you've never done one. You know, you try to eat right, and they're like, you know, you should have this. And so you start with three servings of vegetables in one sitting. You do that once, you'll never do it again. <laughs> start with a half a serving in, 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 in a meal, right? But no, it's all or nothing, you know, and you'll never do it again. So start with one. Pick one that you think you can improve on. Maybe you haven't been doing it as intentionally as you wish you did do it. Pick one, and then put it in your calendar to start. Tonight would be good. Tomorrow, start. Then do it. Intentionally do it. Get your family together and do it. Amen? If your family is no longer living together, maybe your kids are grown, you know, my daughter doesn't live with us, my son. So, you know, you can, be, you can still be intentional with your family and still create memories with them. Maybe pick up the phone and call them out of the blue and tell them how much you love and appreciate them. There are things that we can do, even when we, our family, you know, gets older and that kind of thing. Or maybe reach out to someone in the household of faith, someone you go to church with out of the blue and surprise them with a text and say, I just want you to know I appreciate you. Or let's get together. I need a laugh. Let's go watch a movie or something. Let's do something. We need a laugh together. Amen? Let's do something intentional this week about uh, 
keeping and having or, or becoming and staying a healthy family. Amen? All right, let's stand together. We've got cupcakes. Glory to God. <laughs> there he goes. He's ready to go. <laughs> He's ready to go. All right, let's pray. Father, we thank you for this opportunity that we've had to come together with our brothers and sisters of like precious faith. We thank you for the anointing that's in this space. I thank you for your healing anointing, Father, even as we go from here, that your healing in us, the anointing affects a healing and a cure. And we get better and better every day as we leave here. In Jesus' name, I thank you, Father, that we will be intentional about what you've told us to do this week. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to stay up here. You can, um, Patty's going to get